is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. How to get faster and not hate yourself in the process. I realize the irony that this episode comes right after episode 100 where I talk about running a really effing slow race and being okay with it. But this topic of like running a super fast race or, you know, being a super fast runner, this pops up a lot. And sometimes people will message me, you know, like, how can I get faster, Jacqueline? How can I run a sub 35K? And I'm like, I'm not sure why you're messaging me. I, I appreciate that you trust me to ask me this question, but like, why are you asking me? I, I don't post my mile times. I don't post um, my race times uh, because I don't think that my time matters. I don't think that speed is the most important thing about running. Um, I'll post what running has taught me. I will post that it was challenging, that there were times I wanted to quit or give up and I still went, but like what my time is, like what my race time, it's one of the least important things about running for me. Running is about doing hard things. That's really what it's about. Yeah. It's cool getting faster and it's cool getting stronger. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a super fast runner. I think maybe people assume that I am like, cause I have a running podcast or, you know, I've run several marathons, but I'm not. I am a middle of the pack runner. Um, I have no desire to be a front of the pack runner. I am okay with settling. Some people don't want to hear that. Running coaches don't want to hear that, but running is a hobby for me. It is not my career. Um, I am done with, you know, trying to be the A++ student in everything that I do because I know that that prevents me from actually doing it. I am okay with being the B minus student. So sorry for anyone out there. Um, you know, if you, I mean, I don't know if you're the A plus 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 student in running, you probably aren't listening to this podcast. Um, but running is a hobby for me. And there are days that maybe like, I don't want to go running. And despite what running coaches say, or, you know, what social media says, no excuses, be disciplined, blah, blah, blah. I don't force myself. I don't force myself to go running on the days that I, um, that it feels like it's, if it's, it's taking me, you know, 30 minutes to get myself to go running. Um, and I'm in this mental battle, I lower my standards and I just go for a walk. Right. So people don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that I'm settling. People don't want to hear that I'm, you know, the B minus students with running, but honestly, lowering that pressure, lowering my standards, um, doing the minimum instead of trying to do the maximum. That is how I have come to love running again. And so, yeah, an episode about running faster. Um, why are we doing this? Because here's what I know what's going to happen. It, you know, it's the end of February. Spring is going to hit. We have new runners getting out there. You might be someone who has never run or you've started Couch 5K and you've stopped. Um, and Or maybe you've been running all winter, whatever. But there, there are going to be these people, you might be one of them, who you're like, I am going to set this super fast running goal. Um, and that's going to push me to buckle down, right? This goal is going to push me. It'll discipline me. I am going to get faster this year. It's kind of like when we're like, oh, I have to lose 25 pounds by this date, right? Um, and I just want to, you know, bring up the point that that goal might help you, like being like, I want to run a sub 35K. That goal might help you buckle down this year, but it also might just push you to hibernate over the winter again, right? And then start at zero again in 2021. And if that's you, you're not alone. That was me. I had goals of like, oh, I have to run, you know, this, this pace, whatever. I don't know why. Like, why was I just pulling random numbers out of the sky and saying that that was important to me because 
someone else said it was important, but it, here's the, here's the deal. What you're, how fast you run your speed, it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't actually matter. It really, really doesn't. I am here to help you become a consistent runner. I am here to help you, you know, feel good about running, feel like you can call yourself a runner and how fast you run has nothing to do with if you can call yourself a runner or not, but you actually enjoying the process, you actually wanting to go running. That's important to me. That's what I want to help you do. And so when we talk about getting faster, I'm talking about over the course of like a year or two years or three or maybe five years. And if those numbers scare you, why? Why Why is having a goal of, you know, becoming faster over a long period of time, why does that scare you? Why are you in such a rush? Like what about running a sub 35K is going to make you a better human? Probably nothing. But what you're probably looking for is the sense of accomplishment, like these emotional rewards, the sense of accomplishment, um, you know, sticking to something, being consistent with something, um, working on a goal, uh, you know, building something, creating something. That's those the emotional rewards that you're getting from running and you you're just kind of like slapping like, oh yeah, you know, a sub 35K or, you know, a two, a two hour half marathon. You're looking for the sense of accomplishment. And you can still get that with working on a consistency goal, right? So I want you to help you make running consistently your goal. I want to help make um, enjoying the process your goal. And I also want to help you stay injury free because here's what happens. <laughs> this is what happened to me. Oh my gosh, I have this random time that I have to get. Um, I'm going to do everything possible and I'm going to get hurt in the process and then have to take a break and start back at zero, right? So if we can just like map this out over a long period of time, it's going to make the process a lot more enjoyable. Yes, it won't happen as fast. I don't know why that's so important to us, um, but, but, It'll make the process more enjoyable. And then, you know, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, you're doing it consistently. You actually enjoy the process. I like to sometimes uh, think about non-running examples, right? So background is uh, teaching. And I just want you to picture like like a five-year-old learning to read, right? So at that age, five-year-olds are reading really, really simple books with like one line of text on the page. So it might be like, I see the dog, I see the cat, or maybe they've moved up. And there's two lines of text. Like I see the dog, the dog is white. I see the cat, the cat is orange, right? So really, really simple text on a page. At that age, at five years old, how fast a five-year-old reads is not important. It is not important. They are just getting started with reading, right? learning how to sound out words, um, understanding what they read. That's important. Loving reading, having a daily habit of reading. Those are the things that are important. We're not rushing a five-year-old to become a super fast reader. There is no purpose. It doesn't matter if they can read fast, but um, actually loving the process, loving reading, that's going to actually help them want to read more and naturally become a faster reader. Um, there's also this thing too of like someone who is a slow reader, but that person, that reader who uh, actually understands the text that they're reading and they, um, they enjoy it, um, they're going to get a lot more out of reading than the fast reader who just like rushes through a book and has no fucking clue what they just read. Okay. So think about this. If you are, you have this like, oh, I have to, you know, I have to be super fast, but it's ruining the process. It's you're not enjoying the process of running. 
take a step back, slow the fuck down, and just be okay with making consistency your goal and trusting that with running consistently over a long period of time, and I'm going to give you some other tips, doing this consistently over a long period of time, you are going to become a faster runner. Okay. A student who is learning to read and does it consistently and actually enjoys reading, they're going to practice reading more. They're going to practice reading aloud more. They're going to, um, you know, take, uh, take suggestions from people. They're going to become faster over time. It just doesn't happen on day one or month one of reading or month one of running. Okay. Time on task is more important. It's going to help you become a better reader. It's going to help you become a better runner, getting stronger and also avoiding those dips, right? So if, we, if you're one of those people that is coming out of winter hibernation, don't worry. That was me in um, 2019, 2018, I don't know, whatever it was. Um, but like I was, that, no, it's like every year, every winter. Oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. Every year after the marathon, I don't want to do this. And then basically start over at zero again. And like, you know, all of these dips. Whereas if, if just running consistently was my goal, not even the marathon running, the marathon was my goal, but just running consistently. It's like the, it's like the people who can study consistently. So they don't have to cram for a test. They're probably getting more out of learning than, um, those of us, I'm raising my hand here. Those of us who would just cram right before the test and then forget everything. That's, that's how I did all of school was cram before the test, forget everything. Um, it doesn't matter. And moving on, not a helpful way to go about, uh, running. Okay. So the, the first thing, how to get faster at running. And this is the big part, not hate yourself in the process, actually enjoy the process, stay injury free. These are important things. Number one is, uh, run consistently, run consistently, set a goal to get out there, um, several times a week and they can be short, right? It, you can go out for a mile. That's kind of what running looks like for me right now. So I'm actually training for two marathons right now. Um, I have one in April and I have one in October running consistently for me right now in Chicago where it's effing cold. Um, I get outside and I do one mile in the morning. And like I said, there are some days that I don't want to run. And then I just walk, I just walk my mile, but I get out there and I do it consistently. And I mark on my little, uh, habit 365 tracker that I got out there and I did a mile for myself. So I call that taking myself on a Jacqueline walk or a Jacqueline run doing that consistently, moving my body consistently, avoiding these periods of like not moving my body at all, that is going to help you, right? Especially as it's still cold outside, uh, make just moving your body consistently the goal. Okay. Number two, the second way to get faster without hitting yourself in the process is to do intervals. So intervals are short periods of running, like really, really fast, followed by jogging or walking. A lot of people are like, oh no, you know, I have this same. I did this too. I, you know, I have to run the whole thing. I can't walk. Walking means I'm not a real runner. Um, you know, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, like why, why, why do we do this? Um, there are really, there's amazing, uh, run, walk, run guides on the internet. Um, you can check out Ga the Galloway method, but there's tons. If you just Google interval running, you will find a ton. What I love about intervals is that, um, you, you get to push yourself and then you get a break. So you push yourself and then you get some relief by doing this, instead of trying to consistently run, um, a fast pace, I'm able to push myself really fast and then give myself a little bit of a break 
while I'm out there. Um, I have done all my marathons, all my races with some sort of walking uh, because it was forced on me because my body couldn't handle running anymore. And now I just approach it with, I get a walking break um, like every four minutes or every five minutes, depending on what run group I'm running with. Um, I really love the classes at uh, my, my run studio here in Chicago, uh, Run Chicago. If you're ever in Chicago, definitely check them out. They're in Wicker Park. And I do intervals on a treadmill with them. And so the classes start out and you're like, he's like, hey, cool. Keith, he's amazing. Keith, hey. Keith uh, will be like, you have four paces, okay? So pace one is um, kind of your slowest pace. It's you know really easy for you. It could also just be walking. Pace two is a little bit faster, but um, you're still able to talk. It's you know you're able to breathe. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, pace three is a little bit faster, um, and then pace four is like full on sprint. Uh, you're like, oh my gosh, let me get off this treadmill. This is so fast, right? By moving through those four different speeds, I have gotten so much faster. I can push myself to run at like speed nine on the treadmill, which I think is around, I don't know, like 640, uh, a 640, 650 uh, mile uh, pace. Um, So I can push myself to run at a speed nine on the treadmill. That's, I can't do that on my own. I can't do that for a long period of time, but I can run at that on the treadmill for probably like 40 seconds or up to a minute. And then I know I get a walk break. Then I can, if I want to walk at 3.0 on the treadmill, or if I want to just jog slowly at 4.2, I have that option. Um, Doing these intervals has helped me get faster and I've loved the process. Okay. So I don't have to push myself to run at speed nine for, you know, 12 minutes and kill myself in the process, but I get these little bursts and then I get to walk these little bursts and then I get to walk. Right. Um, the music is loud. I like, I'm just focusing on myself. I'm focusing on having fun. Uh, when I leave the class, I don't look to see how many miles I've completed. That's not important to me. I don't, I don't care. Um, I know that there's probably other people in the class who have completed more miles than I have, but I don't know their background. I don't know how long they've been running. I don't know, Um, you know, I don't know what they're saying in their head, what their mental health is. If they're, if this is like life or death that they have to run this speed. I don't know those things about other people. I just focus on myself when I am at this class. It is great to be around other people, but I am there for myself to get stronger, to do something hard, to accomplish these things, to be running consistently during the winter, the miserable winters here in Chicago and to have fun, right? Like hobbies are supposed to be fun. Uh, We have a tendency to take our hobbies and make them into big stress balls and opportunities to put ourselves down and say that we can't do something right. Hobbies are supposed to be fun. (laughs) Hobbies are supposed to be fun. Let me say that again. Hobbies are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be relief from work. They're supposed to be, you know, things that add joy, passion to our lives. They're supposed to be fun. When I go to run Chicago, when I go to any workout class, I want it to be fun. Yes, it's going to be challenging. Yes, there are going to be times that it's hard. But overall, I want the experience to be something that is fun. And I'm like, yes, I am glad that I did that. I'm not beating myself up because I didn't go as fast as someone else, right? So if you're one of those people that takes a hobby and makes it into something that is a big stress ball ball and, you know, another opportunity to beat yourself down, really take notice of that and make the decision. Like, actually, I want this to be something I enjoy. 
Maybe that means I need to step back a little bit. Maybe not uh, not step away from, but just lower my standards a little bit. Be okay with being a B minus student instead of an A plus plus student. So by running consistently, right? So by getting myself out there um, pretty much every day this winter with either a one mile walk or a mo- one mile run outside, um, and by going to these interval classes at Run Chicago. Last night I was like, okay, I have to. Um, I have to get out there and I have to run. I actually did not get get it done in the morning. And I was like, I want to get it done tonight. And I went out there to run and I was like, just kind of jogging at my regular speed, which I thought was my regular speed. And it felt really easy. It felt really, really super easy. And I looked down expecting it to be like, I don't know, like an 1130 or an 1140 or 50 pace. And I was like, I'm running at 930, like a 930 mile. I was like, this is crazy because my lungs aren't on fire. My legs don't hurt. That felt really easy. I've run faster paces in the past, um, but like they were always kind of hard. It was like a push goal for me to get there. Running a 930 mile felt really easy last night. And I know that that's because I didn't have to take this period um, of like stepping away from running this winter. I wasn't starting at zero. And those interval classes, those interval classes have pushed me to run really fast on the treadmill that running a 930 mile outside felt really easy. So now when I'm looking at my marathon in April, I'm looking at my marathon in October, I have no clue what it is that I'm going to run either of those in. They don't matter to me, but I know that they're going to be faster than I've done in previous years. And I also know that my body isn't going to be hurting as much. I'm not going to be as sore. It's not going to be as much of a shock to my body that running long distances has been in the past. And I I call that a success. I'm really excited about that. Running consistently has helped me run faster, enjoy the process and not need these big dips and, you know, not be this shock to my body. You have to be in your body the rest of your life. Make sure you're taking care of it. Okay. So that's a great thing to go to our next one. And that is lifting weights. So we talked about running consistently, do intervals, lift weights. Um, if your legs are stronger, you're going to be able to run faster. If you have weak legs, if your body is weak, you are not going to be able to run as fast. The other thing too is that, right? So if we have these periods that our bodies are really sore, running is such a shock to us, it's going to slow us down. So lifting weights, that's going to help you be stronger. Um, You know, the other thing too is I don't talk about weight loss a lot, but that is something to realize that if you're carrying a lot of weight on your body, that is going to slow you down. Just think about if I was holding a 25 pound weight, like a 25 pound dumbbell, and I had to run with that, that is a lot of pressure on my body um, running with. If you're lifting weights, that is going to help you lose weight in a healthy way, a strong way, and that's going to be less pressure on your knees, less pressure on your feet. So definitely lift weights. The next one is run with other people. So I forgot to mention, this was something else that I did this winter. Um, So I was doing my one mile runs in the morning. And then I was going to run Chicago kind of like on evenings. And then I also did join a run group uh, for part of the winter. And I was running long distances with people on uh, Sunday mornings, right? What was great about this is that it helps you when you're running with someone who's faster than you, you do have to keep up there. You know, you're like, cool, I want to love safety and belonging, right? I want to be a part of this group. I'm going to keep up with them. Um, so when you run with other people, don't pick someone that's running like a seven minute 
pace, if you know, if you're not a seven minute runner, you know, picks up, pick a group that is actually what uh, makes sense for you. I actually, so when I first joined the running group, I was with a group that was running an 11:30 pace, but they were not walking. And I ended up the second week, I switched to another group that was running an 11:30 pace, but they were taking walk breaks. And doing the walk breaks was really helpful for me with my knee and my hip. I enjoy walking. It's like, okay, cool. Like push myself and then you'll get to walk. Um, Running with them helped me do this consistently. So we would consistently run 1130 miles for like, you know, like eight miles, 10, 12. Yeah, I think 12 is what we got up to. It was a half marathon training program. Um, Running with other people, you know, you get to talk, you have, you have a group that uh, is looking forward to seeing you, um, that love, safety, and belonging, being part of a tribe, uh, that'll help you run consistently and show up for yourself consistently because you know that there are other people that are looking for you. So make sure, yeah, definitely check out. Your your community, I'm sure, has a group of people. Um, it might cost a little money. Yeah, sure, it might. Um, but investing in yourself is one of the most important things that you can do. So check out if there's a running group. Uh, you can check out your park districts, but a lot of times running stores, like local running stores, they will have some sort of running group. I highly recommend it. And then the last piece, um, getting faster, uh, without hating yourself in the process, actually enjoying it is get rid of the deadline, get rid of the deadline, get rid of the, I have to run this pace by this date or else, you know, I have to run a sub 35 K on, you know, this date that I'm running a five K or I have to run this, you know, for this marathon. Why? What, what is so important about that? I know running coaches hate this. You might listen to this and be like, Oh no, I have this goal. I have to, why, what is so important about that? Right. Um, we, we think that these deadlines are going to push us to be better people. And I have, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve, but it's just the, the, or else part. I have to run this or else, or else what? or else you'll quit running, or else you'll hate yourself, like, or else you'll be really disappointed in yourself. What if the goal is, I want to be a faster runner, I'm going to make the process my goal, the showing up for myself consistently my goal, and then let's see where we're at. Let's see where we're at at this race that I'm running. And then do I need to increase my lifting weights? Do I need to increase my intervals? Do I need to increase my time on task, right? Get rid of the deadline. If you have races that you're running, use those kind of as checkpoints, okay? So when I ran my really slow marathon in October, that was not a deadline. That marathon was not a deadline. That marathon was a checkpoint for me. And this marathon that I'm running in April, that is a checkpoint. There is no, I have to run this marathon at this pace or else, whatever. It's a, no, I'm running this marathon and it's going to be fun. Yeah, I said that. I'm running this marathon and it's going to be fun. It's also just a checkpoint. And then I keep running. It's a checkpoint and I keep running. The marathon I run in October, it's a checkpoint. And then I keep running. These are not deadlines for me. Having this deadline does nothing to make me a better human. It does nothing to make me a better runner. In the past, when I've had deadlines of you have to be at this speed or else, all it did was uh, push me to quit running, push me to have to take a six-month hiatus. That's all that they've done for me in the past. Or it has pushed me to hate myself in the process because um, I didn't understand how my body was working. I didn't understand 
um, how long it would take to become stronger, to become faster. And so I would just feel really disappointed in myself for not being able to, you know, hashtag no excuses and buckle down and dial in. I felt really disappointed in myself instead of thinking, you know, who am I being when I'm running? Who am I being when I show up for myself? What's important about this? You know, is, is it the, the sub 35 K that's important or is it me enjoying the process and me enjoying my life? That is the important thing, right? So you can become a faster runner this spring, this summer, this winter, whatever, but make the process your goal. Make the process, enjoying the process, you know, being the type of person that you want to be, make that your goal instead of this silly deadline, this fleeting moment. You know, you, you might cross the finish line and you're like, great, you know, I hit that, uh, that, that pace that I wanted. Now what? Like that moment, that happiness is really fleeting. It lasts for like a few seconds, uh, maybe a few minutes, maybe, you know, post a few things on social media, but then it's gone and it's like, well, what else is going to make me happy? And if you make the process your happiness plan, if you make the journey your happiness plan, you get to be happy at any point during the process. Like I, I write in my journal every day. This is one of the things I teach my one-on-one clients, um, three, two, one journaling. And the number two stands for two things to celebrate about yourself. And I got to tell you, it feels so much better to look at all of my number, my two, oh, my number two, that sounds so, so gross. <laughs> it feels so good to look at the number twos and, um, see that I was being kind to myself in the process. And so I'll read things from a few weeks ago, like, wow, Jacqueline, I'm so proud of you. You got out there and ran 10 miles by yourself. You're not even training. You're not even like, you know, high, like training with a group and you got out there and ran 10 miles by yourself. Or I'm so proud of you for stopping, stopping work and deciding to go to your run class closing your computer, turning off your phone. I am so proud of you for getting out there and running. Jacqueline, I am so proud of you for getting out there and taking the dog for a walk and getting yourself out there and running a mile. Those things feel good. I get to be happy at any point along my journey instead of just waiting for crossing the finish line. Um, this has added so much value to my life instead of just focusing on what did I finish that race at? When's the next race? When can I, you know, when can I look at myself in the mirror again? I get to look at myself in the mirror anytime I want and be happy. So I hope that this episode was super helpful. Send me a message if this resonated. I'd love to hear from you. I have two Facebook groups that you can join. The first is the Actually You Are a Real Runner Facebook group. Um, we pop in there and, you know, it's motivation, it's help, helpful things, but it is about being happy on the journey and not thinking that the race is the most important thing. And then the other Facebook group is the Imperfect Eating uh, Facebook group, uh, Meals and Support. So if you are struggling with food. And the last thing I want to tell you is like, cool, if you're already in the Facebook groups, are you in my Ease into Imperfect Eating uh, foundational course? This is a 52-week foundational course because you don't learn how to eat in 30 days and your relationship with food probably mirrors your relationship with uh, running, with movements, with your mindset, with sleep. So what we do in this foundational course is we target those four topics, meals, movement, mindset, and sleep, and make sure that you are getting, you know, well-rounded health and not just uh, ruining your sleep so that you can get some, some race time that doesn't matter in a few seconds. So meals, movement, mindset, and sleep, that is in the ease into perfect eating foundational course. Both of the, all, all three of those links will be in the show notes. Um, cannot wait to connect with you. Take care.